The Diesel Performance Podcast contains explicit language. Thank you for joining us again. This is Paul Wilson. And this is Chris Emke. You're listening to the Diesel Performance Podcast. Big shout out going out to Sergeant Nathan Ivey. Thank you for your service. Uh, thank you for being a listener. We're glad Stephanie contacted us to tell us that you're a diesel enthusiast as well as a listener of the show. Definitely enjoy the t-shirts and a Merry Christmas uh, from Stephanie and from the Diesel Performance Podcast. Thank you for your services. Absolutely. Really excited when we get those guys. So if anybody else has a shout out uh, for anybody in the service, please feel free to hit us up on Facebook. We'll be happy to read those out for the rest of this month and pretty much at any time. So yeah, I guess that and, you know, we'll get the T-shirts out Monday. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. They went out yesterday. Oh, they already went out. Our producer already got those shirts out the door. Great job, Rich. late to the show. Great job. We're always always giving Radio Rich a hard time, but here he is coming through. Fucking Radio Rich, man. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And then Exergy, do's and don'ts. Exergy's one of the sponsors of the show here, so they're one of the companies that actually make this possible for Chris and I to sit down and do the show every week. Uh, they They basically have some advice that they'd like us to share with our listener base. Yeah. Uh, Don't. All right, so we get these we get these questions a lot, Paul. We do. You know, I have an LB7. The injectors are hazing. I don't want to invest two thousand dollars into a five thousand dollar truck. Uh, I just I just want it gone. You know, then that truck goes to a dealer. The dealer's like, "Fuck, we're not putting two thousand dollars." Yeah, into there's this no truck. way, right? No. Yeah. So one of the common myths out there is if you put two stroke oil in your fuel. It uh, it works with the injector to clean up some of that haze. So it, uh, uh, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for, but it helps with the tolerances of what the worn injector sees. I've, I've read all sorts of different right. nonsense I, about so it. So many things. Yeah. Um, so don't put two-stroke oil in your fuel to clear up your haze at idle. It doesn't, yeah. I mean, it might work, but think about the next guy. And well, karma it, fucking sucks. It might temporarily work. Like, yeah. it might clear up the haze yeah. for now, but it's not helping the longevity of the injector. Oh, absolutely not. The additional, quote-unquote, lubricity is what I always read about. Yeah. Um, this has been busted time and time again. This will actually add premature wear to your injectors. Mm-hmm. So although it may mask that haze for 100 miles or a few hundred miles, whatever, uh, over the long run, it is going to cause more damage and more wear on that injector for sure. Uh, we, we get this other question all the time, Chris, uh, when it comes down to injectors, and that's, how do I check my balance rates? You know, the first question you get is, what's uh Man, uh, what's the proper tolerance? Okay, yeah. what's the the gap in between? And then, how do you actually check your balance rates? Do you do it in park, neutral, drive? So That's true. I guess we that. always get the question. Yeah. yeah, we always get the question. What's the tolerance? Which is plus or minus four. Right. So zero is perfect. Negative four to positive four, all within tolerance. The closer you are to that tolerance, obviously, the closer you right. are to the need of the replacing idea the injector. Be as close to zero as possible, but there's always a little bit of variance, yeah. and that is per Bosch, by the way. Yeah, so absolutely. Yeah, so GM GM actually had their warranty set at plus or minus four, so for what that's worth. Uh, the other thing we get is we, we don't get a lot of guys to ask, and I think we see a lot of mistakes on this one, on like, what's the procedure? So they'll check it right when it's 32 degrees yep. and freezing cold I've outside. I've done that myself with my LB7. Yeah, and, and of course, they're way off. Yep. You get some skewed numbers. 
Uh, same thing. I've had guys check them like in drive or in reverse. And I always think that's just crazy. Yep. Like, yeah, you can't have it under a load. Again, that's going to skew all the numbers way off. So you need to be in park or neutral, have the truck at operating temperature, and then you're looking for plus or minus four. You know, it's really nice simple. if you have an edge insight monitor, you could check the balance rates within, a, I don't know, a minute. Yeah. Uh, if you're doing it with EFI Live, it is a little bit more of a process, but it is definitely doable. If you guys have questions, call Paul Wilson. Um, yeah, Paul Wilson will definitely be happy to get you over to our customer service team at Duramax Tuner. Another sponsor of the show. Thank you so much yep. to Calibrated Power and Duramax Tuner for making this happen. Um, Chris, speaking of working at Duramax Tuner and having a lot of stupid questions, I get a lot of stupid questions from you about like, Paul, look at this TDI. Don't you think it looks cool? And I'm always like, yeah, it's all right. Like it's a TDI. I do not have the ability impressed. to invest my time on Craigslist during work hours. Okay, <laughs> and um, I do have a problem with buying couple thousand dollar TDIs, cleaning them up, selling them for a profit, and moving on to the next one. Right. Um, now, when you're talking about, it. you're like forty bucks in profit, I think, for the year, right? You know, like twelve hey, TDIs I, or something. I've had I've had six. But thank you. <laughs> uh, on to be number seven because Tyler Franzen from WC Fab, who was on last week, yeah, he's got a minty fresh O3 TDI. It's silver you're with not. gold wheels. I'm buying it. Oh, I'm going tomorrow to go pick it up. Oh yeah. So I, it was one of his dad's best friends that yeah. owned it. It's been a one owner. It's not the prettiest thing. Well, he's but mechanically, the second owner, right. so it's a so two it's a owner. Se- second owner, but I don't know if he's ever titled it. You know, oh, I mean, gotcha, it's either here gotcha, nor there. Gotcha, gotcha. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna pick up that mint unit, black leather, heated, dude. Like, I'm excited. Ridiculous. I am, su- and it's already tuned by us. Right. Yeah, I was there. So, I helped him. Yeah. I helped Tyler so, tune it think in my about driveway. The bang for yeah. the buck. I'm not gonna disclose how much I'm paying, Tyler. You're my dog, but. I'm getting a hell of a deal. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> uh, Tyler was here last week. We had a blast doing the budget build episode. Ton of fun. Which somebody just blatantly, literally from the, you know, I went back to listen to it again. Yeah, you really and, fucked up. And right from the start, you said exactly what was going to happen. It's like there was no, <clears throat> there was no twist. And you know, you are you are correct. But I was really hoping because of your roots of the company that you were going to be the smarter I would individual, do a better job than uh, yeah, what I did. Know, and honestly, you had me. You had me until the lift kit and the tires on a, a hundred and some thousand mile trans with just a, a, a shift kit and a converter. You know that that's a no-no. You would never coach someone through that yourself. I told CJ McCann to do that to his truck. I don't know yeah. what you're talking about. And then I <laughs> sold him a trans. But what I'm saying is, is you wouldn't coach someone through that. And CJ wasn't on you know 38-inch tires or 26-inch rims or whatever the hell it was that you had. So uh, I was really, honestly, deep down, I was... Having everyone believe you were going to fail, but I thought you were going to come on top because I knew I knew what Franzen was going to come to the table with. Yeah, I knew it. Well, one thing he did come to the table with was talking more about that WC Fab S four seventy five stocker twin kit. Yeah, uh, Tyler, obviously from WC Fab, who's another sponsor for the show. We love working with Jason and Ryan and Tyler and all the guys over yeah. there uh, at the shop. They do phenomenal work, and I think that's like when we asked Tyler, like, mm-hmm. what do you think is the most standout feature of your guys' stuff? He's like, dude, the million options of powder coat colors fitment though too man. well i think that's the thing is like when you're in it so close you're like well of course it fits because why would you buy something that doesn't fit but like us as consumers and guys who have bought kits before we look at it we're like you know what's awesome it fucking works the way it's supposed to well i think right? like a, it fits i mean it's fabricated components right even though they mass market twin turbo kits they're still custom so you have to think about the fact that they're able to go in so precisely 
and customize a twin turbo kit to fit on a truck that never came from the factory that way, yeah. then they're able to offer you one of, what, 3,000 different colors? Right. And you don't have to fiddle fuck with it to get it to install properly. Yeah. You You're know? not and scratching that exactly. brand new paint, d- I mean, putting it together I think about, powder coat. I didn't have a twin kit on my LB7, but I did have an S300 kit from Jason. Right. And I paid the extra. I had a fluorescent pearl neon orange color. Yes. Dude, I do remember. It was an emerald green truck, orange kit. It stood out. It popped. I popped the hood at a, at a car meet or something. It was a head turner. Yeah. But that was only possible because of... What he what they do over there? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, so WC Fab, uh, f- a phenomenal work. You can't you can't go wrong. We've been doing their Stocker S four seventy five twin kits for a long time. Of course, you can also upgrade those S four eighty, S four eighty three, S four eighty four, whatever you want. Four eighty, if you want to be a big swinging dick, big swinging dick. Yep. Uh, and of course, if you're looking to where to find those, you can always contact Alligator Performance, Dude. who offers Exergy products, yep. Duramax tuner products, calibrated power. WC Fab, every product you could ever need for your Duramax, Cummins, and even into the Power Stroke world. As an enthusiast, okay, I, I dealt with a lot of the mail orders. Yep. All right. Alligator literally can be your one stop shop for your TDI needs. <laughs> all right. Your Ford needs, your Chevy, your Cummins, like you're saying. I mean, literally, they are a one stop shop and they deal with this on a day to day. Their sales guys over there, they have trucks. Yeah. You know, and a fab shop. They're enthusiasts. No, absolutely. They're they're, they're hardcore enthusiasts. That's why I always like... All I have to say is Chad Hall's a bad motherfucker. <laughs> All right, that's it. <laughs> it has been such a pleasure working with them throughout the years. Um, and speaking of a pleasure of working with people, the listeners here that we've been getting all of the feedback from lately... Yeah. That's really what today's episode is all about. It's crazy people like you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if anybody said that. They said they like the show, right? I mean, yeah. Like you're half of the show. Right. I, I, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> no, it, it, it has been uh, a really overwhelming positive response. We, we do have so much gratitude for everybody who takes the time to listen to, to us talking about yeah. diesel stuff. Honestly, we never thought that this was going to take off the way it has. Uh, I think I've said it before on the show. Actually, Radio Rich uh, brought it to the table and just said we should do a podcast, talk in, maybe have a couple beers, and we'll see what happens. Uh, It snowballed into something totally different, which was awesome, uh, because I think it it struck a chord with, obviously, what a lot of people were looking for in the industry, which was some more information. And, hey, if we happen to joke around while we're doing it. That's cool, too. That's a good point to bring up. I mean, our jobs on the day-to-day at DuramaxTuner.com is to basically do what we're doing now with just an end listener on the phone. Yeah. You know, you ask questions, we're here to answer them. You want to buy product from us? Cool. If you don't, that's fine, too. And this is just a way for us to invest an hour of our time every Friday to reach out to a mass market. And maybe you don't own a Ford. Maybe you don't own a Chevy. Maybe you don't own a Duramax. Chevy, Duramax, or Cummins, <laughs> sorry. But at, at the end of the day, you own a diesel. And even though all three platforms are different, there's a lot of similarities. Yeah, well, it's so funny you say that because like, we even got a shout-out on a 12-valve forum the other day on Hell Facebook yeah. along with Greg Abarella. Uh, and they're like, oh, man, Greg's channel is awesome. Like Everybody here should be watching this. They do such badass yep. build and this, you know, all this cool shit they do with 12 valves. And like, also, if you're new to diesel, you should be listening to this podcast. Like, I actually posted a link to the podcast. Dude, that gave me goosebumps. It was awesome. awesome. It was, it was really, cool. Thanks, really, really humbling. Um, <clears throat> and because of all of this, we're, we're not just talking to talk. We've actually pulled out a couple of people who have actually sent us in messages. And we have this <laughs> this terrible thing to admit that. 
Sometimes we're really bad about getting back to you guys right away. Yeah. And we, we don't mean to. It's, I mean, it, I'm going to take full hit. I took on the responsibility of getting on the f- podcast Facebook page and answering back. And then I get into the swing where, like, for a week solid, like, I'm on top of it. Right. You know, clockwork. And then, uh, you know, a new week starts. <laughs> so I am going to get better with that, guys. You guys are stacking up with messages and becoming a lot more engaging into conversation. We do appreciate it. To the bottom of our hearts, we do appreciate it. Absolutely. And if you need something urgent, feel free to give us a call over at Duramax Tuner during business hours. We literally can talk to you about anything to do with your diesel. Uh, That's 815-568-7920. You can ask for Chris. You have an extension over there, I've heard. Yeah, mine's uh, 2121 Blackjack. And mine's 2122, which is just one better. Uh, Uh, Actually, that's a bust. I said just one better. Um, <laughs> okay, so we're, we're going to try to clean up some of our inbox here today, guys, uh, is really what it comes down to. First guy, I went I went a ways back for this one, Chris. Uh, we actually had had a conversation going with Maverick Lewis, and then we kind of dropped off. We okay. didn't answer his last couple of questions. So Shoot. I will read, and uh, you will kick off the response here. Love it. All right. Hey, guys, looking for some advice on my truck. I have an 06 Duramax fully built motor with 68 millimeter fleece 4094. Don't worry. I hate this turbo as much as y'all do. I already like Maverick Lewis. (laughs) It also has dual pumps and 100% injectors. Aside from that being way too much fuel, I also have a 192-200 Hamilton cam. Recently got the truck back. Took it to Truck Source Diesel. Huge shout out to Chris. Uh, Chris Budahar to tune it, and he's done a great job. But this 4094 just isn't cutting it. Uh, I do want to do an S400 upgrade from WC Fab, seeing as how y'all talk so highly of them. My question is, how do y'all think the SXE S472 87 AR90 would do on the truck with a Standard stall PP stage five triple disc billet converter as far as drivability and power. I drive it to work one to two times a week and to my farm on the weekends. I pull a trailer maybe twice a year with five or so cows and that's about it. I have considered twins, but what do y'all think about doing a bigger single instead? Loaded, loaded question. We get this all the time. Can I say can I say we get big single or twin all the time? This is probably the the most educated and most articulate request I've ever had to have this conversation because I think we've both coached guys, Chris, on saying if you're going to do a big single, that's fine, but you need quick spooling, quick spooling. So he picked probably what I would say is one of the quickest spooling S400 SXE chargers that I've seen. Yeah. I mean, an 87 turbine matched with a 0.90 AR is a really well-matched setup. There are some improvements as far as as far as horsepower goes, being that it's an S472 SXE versus his variable vein now. Yeah. Um, the one thing that stood out is I would definitely want to have the converter restalled. The stock stall is not going to cut it. Probably something in the lines of about 2400 stall would be something that I would coach him through. Um Totally agree with that. Where it becomes a little bit more questionable is, you know, driving it on the street a couple times a week, home run. Um, taking it to this farm and maybe towing five cows. Uh, I don't know what a cow weighs, but five <laughs> fucking cows, man. Um, 
Is it possible? Yes, but you're going to have to be really careful. You know, that's the thing is, you know, I wouldn't be flat footing it saying, oh, I got all the air in the world. You're going to have air up top, not down low. Um, so if you can get away from the towing aspect of it, I'd say home run. There might be some listeners that say, hey, I tow with my truck. Awesome. You guys do that. I wouldn't. Yeah, I, I think if you were specking a truck to tow, you wouldn't give them this spec. I think raising the stall will help with that a little bit. It'll yeah. help them stay on top of it anyways. Um on top of the turbo, that is. So stay in the turbo's power band uh, for longer. Uh, yeah, if the question here is just towing, obviously twins are always going to be better. Oh, for sure. If just drivability is your question, twins are always going to be better. There's no way around that. I mean, I think the thing you need to keep in mind is a price point, too. I mean, there I you would go. be cost That's sensitive. the other side of this equation. I would be very cost sensitive with Maverick because he's already has... He already has money invested into yeah. a turbo that is going to be useless to him. Right. So if you were to spec a twin turbo setup, again, 100% over injectors and dual pumps, what would you be recommending? Um, I mean, honestly, like if it's already got a built motor, I don't know why we wouldn't be setting him up with an S... Uh, Stell 64 and like an S488 going for big power up top, having that quick little charger down low to spool. I mean, that's a great daily driver setup. It's pretty much what we have in the Duraburb. Yeah. You don't have to really worry as much about restalling the converter. I still might go up a little bit. I know Nick I, would probably yeah. set you at a stock stall. Yep. I do like them up a little bit, but that's just a personal preference. Uh, you don't tow a lot. So like to me, that would be my favorite, like my personal yeah. favorite truck setup ever. Oh, and it would tow well. I mean, it, a daily driver it, aspect. It does I mean, everything, right? Yeah. But there, if you're looking at the price difference of doing that compared to doing yeah. just the, the S400 <laughs> install, you're probably going to be more affordable to do the S400 install. You're going to be more affordable to do the S400 with restalling the converter. But the other question here in the mix is, do you plan on towing more with the truck or do you not tow as much with the truck now because of the turbo that's currently on there? And then the flip side, do you plan on sled pulling with the truck? You yeah. know, how do you generally use it? I mean, I know he didn't say it in there, but I mean, he says he only tows variables. twice a year. Right. So I guess if like you only tow twice a year, it doesn't matter. It's probably not that big of a deal. Nope. 99% of the time you're having fun on the street. It sounds like it's a street truck. Yep. You're not worried about a sled pull class, obviously, because that SXE 472 is not going to get you into most sled pull classes anyways. Yeah, that's true. Um, so like, honestly, like it's a solid setup yep. for the money. No, it doesn't drive the way we would totally prefer but you've you have addressed everything else to get it as close as you can so if we were to recap for maverick you want to make badass power on a budget go the single route if money is no object and you hate your money go with the compounds yeah well i mean the cool thing with the compounds is one you have like an extra 300 horsepower on tap compared to the single Right, because you already yeah. got the fuel for it, and you already have a built motor. Yeah, I mean, a 472 is probably going to come in at around 850 to 900 horse. So, okay. you know, maybe uh, 100 horsepower yeah, difference. 100, 100. But the thing you want to keep in mind is the RPM window in which the truck is making power. You're going to have a broader power band with the compounds versus the single. Yeah. So unless you're just drag racing the truck, as far as street driving goes, the compounds are definitely going to be the route to go. Absolutely. <clears throat> All right. Cool. All uh, right, next up, Chris, take it away. Next up. All right, we have Hayden Hedrick. Uh, 2005 Duramax is the LLY, right? Am I reading the right one? No, I think you're no. reading uh, my response to him. Oh, your response. If you want to jump yeah. all the way down to the very bottom, we went back and forth with, with Hayden a little okay. bit. Actually, okay. I did and you did, so we actually both spoke God. with him. Rookie ass move. All right, yeah. so the bottom, the bottom message. I have decided on an LB7 Duramax. It's in 2004 GMC Sierra. Once again, appreciate all the advice. Steered clear of the LLY because... Your advice rang true. Hard radiator hoses and low coolant advise 
advisors. Okay. Messages, yeah. Messages, yeah. Uh, I pick up the truck November 11th, and I'm going to need some advice on how to make power out of it. I am on a budget, and I'm not broke. Ha ha. Really stoked to bring this truck home and start a new build. So with Hayden, he he was asking about what truck to buy. And so we went back and forth with him. Uh, he was looking at an LLY. He was looking at a Cummins. He was looking at a six liter. Um, so we went kind of all over the board. So this he actually sent back at the end of October. He obviously now has the truck. This is why we're doing uh, message debt forgiveness day, which is today where, where we get to follow up and actually give him some advice now. So, so Hey, now you've had the truck for a little bit. It's an LB seven. It's an Oh four. I don't have miles or condition, but I'm just going to assume it's a, it's a solid LB seven. It probably needs the basic with cosmetics. Yeah. Uh, the first thing we're going to do is say, make sure it has a healthy fuel system. So no right. haze at idle. Don't run two stroke oil in it. Uh, put a lift pump on it yeah. like now instead of later. Uh, you do not need a fuel pressure relief valve, not available LB7. in the LB7. Um, other than that, it's going to depend on your goal because a tuner intake and exhaust is going to make all of the power to get to 400 horsepower. If you want to go above that, you're going to be building the trans. So so the question really here is what's the goal with the truck, mm-hmm. right? I mean, if you're talking about, I mean, he looked for a little while, right, Paul? Oh, like, yeah. He made an educated decision on going with an LB7 04, great truck platform to work off of. Honestly, it, it, I tell guys this at times, you know, tuning is definitely awesome because that makes us look good. <laughs> but the reality of it is, is if you want the truck long term, probably do a lift pump, probably go through all the fluids, change your oil, change your fuel filter, maybe change your trans uh, fluid and your different fluids yep. just to be on the safe side you know round two a tuner an intake horn maybe an intake at that point and then uh you know little odds and ends like an exhaust things like that but if you want to grow past that 400 wheel horse you know a transmission is definitely the next step it's required so yeah it just really depends on how you're using the truck hayden and uh you know what your overall goal is with the vehicle absolutely hit us up uh we will reply within yes two we months are putting ourselves on blast <laughs> guys we are putting ourselves on blast we are never letting this happen again i got the next one here adam sharstrom uh messaged me said hey paul it's adam we just talked uh today 11 7 about a couple things which we did i actually remember this i had a great conversation with the guy super nice guy um chris we talked a little bit about this in one of our previous episodes in our from facebook segment he said he really here's what happened so he went and he bought a cummins had a 48 re had problems was like okay cool i'm gonna build it so i have this badass truck because everybody on the forums was like Hey, that 48RE fucking sucks stock. It's going to break. Build it, build it, build it. Then your truck will be badass. So he builds it, and he's like, you know what I fucking hate? Driving my truck with a built trans I remember now. this. You do I remember, remember this. Because yep, yep. I even talked to you about it when we were on the floor where yeah. I was like, dude, is this is this normal? Like, do, did you bitch? He's like, yeah, they fucking suck. Like, it just, it, it's different than They're if rowdy. you've had the expectation yep. of driving an Allison or driving like a, a 6R140 or something like that that's smooth and, you know, reliable and doesn't feel like it's real jerky. Um, I've heard guys call these clunk machines um, and all sorts of other stuff. But yeah, it, it, it does create quite a rough ride. Uh, and then he also had a couple questions about 5.9 Cummins stock bottom end longevity and or above 1,000 horsepower. Uh, does it matter if the boost comes up fast, how hard or how low uh, we are in the RPM range? And really just kind of what's going to help keep a 1,000 horsepower stock bottom end truck together and what's going to kill it for sure? 
What I love about Adam's post or his message is it's a, it's a paragraph, right? It's a solid paragraph. Yeah. And the only thing that stands out to me is hashtag Dodge Problems. <laughs> Thanks, Adam. <laughs> so I, I think there's a lot to be said, and there's definitely some controversy in the Dodge world, or more specifically the 5.9 Cummins world regarding this. Um Anytime you take a stock engine to a thousand horsepower, it's a ticking time bomb. Is it going to last forever? Absolutely not. If you think that, don't push the truck to that level. Okay. But within reason, anytime you're able to take the low end torque out of the equation, you have a better chance, in my opinion. So going with a single versus compounds at a thousand horsepower, it might last a little longer, but there's no scientific data to back that up. Right? Oh, we've seen all the all the single turbo thousand horsepower yeah. come apart too. I mean I have multiple friends that were making eleven, twelve hundred horsepower on single turbos and they stayed together with two hundred thousand miles. And then you get the one guy on the forum and that motor, you know, shit the bed. So again, there's statistics, there's a theory, and then there's facts. Yeah. So and in this, the reality is there's not just not a lot of facts. There isn't. You know, I mean, if a guy calls in and they say, I have a 5.9 Cummins, how much power can I reliably make on a stock bottom end? 700, 750 horse. You want to push it and you want to play with fire? 900 to 1,000? Completely attainable. Once you get past that 1,000 horsepower, it's like one of our old episodes, No Man's Land. Like, you know, anytime you take that truck out, prepare yourself to pay for a tow. Yeah. It's possible, you know. No, for sure. So, Yeah. I'm up. You're up. I'm up. Yeah, hell yeah. Nick Lersterma. Yeah. Sorry I hacked your name up, man. <laughs> blame Paul. Blame blame me. Blame public education. So, yeah, right. I'm all not there. Uh, top message or bottom message? Which one am I reading here? Bottom. Okay. That was a great podcast about the 6.5 diesel. I am glad to hear the P400 being talked about on your podcast. The only thing I wanted to add was you can buy a P400 6.5 diesel for civilian use, and that engine is definitely capable of more performance than the old 6.5 and would be great for a Humvee swap from the old style 6.5. Also, and then you. And then you, all right. Okay, uh, we we're just cut gonna, off something. We're, something got cut it's, off. It's all right. Um, I think the point here was that he was Nick had actually again messaged us a few times in yeah. the past. That's why I'm saying had, you had poked up around. Message. You are making me look like an idiot. I'm just gonna right, that out. <laughs> right. I'm the one reading for you. Right. Oh, um, exactly. Hooked on phonics. Guys, he knows trucks, me. we promise. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can call her inside the lines. <laughs> That's it. Debatable. With help. Okay. Yeah. Okay, but I think I think what Nick was getting at here was uh, he had actually asked us about doing a six five episode in the past, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so it's always great to hear back from guys about the six fives. What I was shocked by, and I think Rich, uh, you can back me up on this one. The messages clearly on Facebook were from people who had not yet listened to the episode. Yeah. So we posted. I think the name of the episode was like, "Why does the military still use a six point five liter?" And like guys, just a massive amount of hate for. Yeah for people who make decisions. I'll just say that. Like there was a clear, clear discrepancy with why they thought the six fives would still be, they're pieces of shit. They're garbage. They're this, they're that. Um, We actually have a, a new employee over at Duramax tuner that spent some time overseas with the military. JP. Uh, So JP was telling us a few things about him. Chris, do you remember the six fives? 
No. Okay, Humvees, at least four years ago when he was uh, in Afghanistan, they, they don't go outside of the wire. Yeah. So they are in-base in vehicles only. So they actually were not, at least even that far back, they were not putting Humvees in combat situations because of how sluggish they are and because of how slow they are and because of how unresponsive yeah. they are and some other really basic things. He did also say that there are a lot of military vehicles uh, that are common rail. Yeah. So cat engines yeah. and a few other things. Caterpillar common stuff he yep, was saying. Some I common mean, stuff. I remember him saying that. I just don't want to misquote, so I just let you do it. So yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He's, he listens. He's an, av he, yeah, he's yeah. an avid listener. Hey, so he's gonna JP, listen to I sit next to you. If I was wrong, fuck you. Uh, no, I'm just whoa, playing. Whoa. I'm just playing. He's a new guy. We can still get away no, with that. Oh, no. Hazing is good for everyone, Chris. I got hazed like a motherfucker. <laughs> you still get hazed. Yes, I do. Thanks, uh, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one for today, guys. Uh, we are going to follow up with Ryan Price. Ryan uh, just messaged us recently. This was our quickest response time. I think it was two weeks. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hello. First off, I'm a huge fan of, of the Diesel Performance Podcast. Love it. That that's in all capital yeah, no, letters. That, I like that. I felt that. Did I did thank I say you, it? With thank you, Ryan. Emphatically enough. Yep. Okay. I'm currently planning a Cummins conversion. Fuck yeah. I have a 2002 F250 single cab automatic four wheel drive. It has a dragon ass V10 with 210,000 miles. Boat I'm anchor. going to put in an O224 valve. Chris, is your dick hard? This is getting yes. fucking weird in here. Yeah. Uh, I plan on using the MM3 tuning baller, and I want to do a mild build. Not look Looking to make a shit ton of power. That's good. It's a VP truck, but I'm looking to get around 300 to 350, and we'll be running the V. I'm sorry, the 4R100 trans. My question is, can I run the Stell 64 on stock injectors and a VP44? Chris Emke, this one was made for you, dude. I am just in love with you, Ryan Price. That's awesome. It, it really is such a dude, cool fucking. That is build. a really cool build. I. When we go through conversions like this, I think about, you know, years ago when I would flip open all the diesel power magazines and you would see the Ford with the 12 valve Cummins conversions or the VP conversions. And we deal with them so much, not, not necessarily this type of conversion, but we yeah. deal with a lot of conversions now that you kind of lose sight of how special they really are. Oh, yeah. You know? um, Ryan, this is an awesome conversion, very simplistic. I would say your hardest aspect is going to be making sure the 4R100 shifts properly with a VP44 truck. Yep. Um, when you're talking about making you know, 300 to 350 horsepower, I would recommend at least doing a set of 50 or 100 horsepower injectors just to be on the safe side. Okay. There are a couple hundred dollars. It's a used motor. It's probably smart to refresh the injectors regardless. Yep. Okay. The Stell 64 would be a great turbo for the application. Keep in mind that with you having the Cummins going into a Ford, you usually are required to do a tractor-style manifold, so very similar to the common rail manifold in the 5.9. So you can do a direct bolt-on and just do our 0304 mechanical uh, waste-gated uh, HE341 turbos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it would be a, a home run for you. You might have to modify one of the waste, uh, the intercooler pipes, sorry, um, go into the intercooler on the passenger side. Otherwise, I mean... That's the least of your concerns if you're doing a conversion, right? <laughs> so um, that would be a really nice driving truck. I'm really excited. I hope you follow through and send us some photos and you know keep us updated with the conversion. Yeah, um, Ryan, consider this your invitation. Yeah, we'd man. like to have you on the podcast when the truck to, is done. Fuck yeah. uh, we'd like to maybe even talk to you before that. Uh, we will be sending you a message in the next few minutes when we're done recording here, so before you hear this, and we'll try to set something up. That sounds like a plan, Paul.
Awesome. Guys, this has been such a blast. It's such a dream to do this podcast and have it so well received. Uh, we're really excited. Uh, next week's episode we're going to be doing with the guys from Diesel Power Challenge. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Ultimate, Ultimate Call Out Challenge. Challenge Ultimate Call Out Challenge. Ultimate Call Out Challenge. And then a few weeks out, we will be doing yeah, uh, a call with the yeah. guys from Diesel Power Challenge as we're well. Starting, we have KJ you know, back on. Even though it's the slow season right now, we're vamping the fuck up, guys. Yeah. Like, we are coming into such a heavy end of winter, spring. Already starting uh, to plan yeah, travel for yeah. 2018, it's so it sounds like Chris and I are going to be live at, 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 at least two events for 2018, uh, maybe a few more, but we'll see how yeah. that goes. Um, but please, guys, what, what one of the things that really helps us keep going on this and one of the things that really helps keep our rankings up so more and more new people can find us, rate and review. Yeah. So jump onto iTunes. Um, or anywhere else, and rate and review. We really yeah. need to see that. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube. I mean, guys, Facebook, Facebook. 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 Yeah. Radio Rich had a mic drop that one. Boom. Facebook. Good call. You know, another thing, guys, is, you know, as we're growing, you know, what do you guys want to listen to? You know, put it in the comment section, message us what you guys think would be something show worthy. Okay. And I don't care if it's a small thing or a big thing. Let us know what you guys want to hear about. That's what's going to keep us going moving forward. You asked for six five stuff. We finally did a six five yeah. episode. What's next? I want a twelve elf episode. Do I want a twelve elf episode. We haven't done one in a while. No, We've done some one. twelve elf builds. I want to do a first gen VE pump and have everyone be like, those things suck, they don't make power. I fucking love those engines. I love those engines. I don't care. I have like no response for the stupidity of what you just said. It's not stupid. It's common knowledge. <laughs> you, dude, those motors are the most simplistic things out there. They're not powerhouses. It doesn't make them good. It does. It makes but... them great. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, man. All right. Well, for today, this has been Paul Wilson. And this is Chris Emke. Thanks for listening. Calibrated Power Solutions, the leading North American developer of clean diesel power and home of DuramaxTuner.com, is the proud sponsor of the Diesel Performance Podcast. Calibrated Power develops emissions-equipped calibrations for a wide variety of diesel powertrains, including the Duramax, Cummins, Jeep, John Deere, and many more. For more information and the best customer service in the industry, check out CalibratedPower.com or call 815-568-7920. That's 815-568-7920. If you'd like to contact the Diesel Performance Podcast, send us a message through Facebook or email paul at duramaxtuner.com or chris at c-e-h-m-k-e at duramaxtuner.com. You can also reach him by phone. Chris's extension is 2121. Paul's is 2122. I'm up. You're up. I'm up. Yeah, hell yeah. Nick Lersterma. Yeah. Sorry I hacked your name up, man. <laughs> blame Paul. Blame uh, blame me. Blame public education. So yeah, right. I'm all not there. <laughs>